This is a bonus episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast featuring music artist Militia Vox. This interview is done by Kristen St. John, who's a music contributor over at BGM. Militia Vox is a solo artist, front woman of Judas Priestess, and the world's only all-girl tribute to the metal gods Judas Priest. Lead singer-songwriter of progressive hard rock band Swear on Your Life and leading lady of Dee Snyder's heavy metal orchestra Van Helsing's Curse and known as the rock goddess of the Brooklyn-based Afropunk movement. In this interview, Militia talks about her career in music, talks about what it is to be a black woman in the heavy metal scene. And overall, it's just a really great interview. I think you'll find a lot of great information. Black women in heavy metal music is not an anomaly. There are many of them. Just don't get to hear about them very often. So hopefully you learn a lot about Militia Vox in this podcast. This is Kristen, and what you were just listening to was a new single, Born Out of Darkness, from Militia Vox, who has joined us on the line. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Militia, and taking time out of your evening to talk to me. 
Well, it feels good to be here. Thanks. That is awesome. I just, I just, I'll be honest. When I was approached about doing this podcast with you, this was something new to me. And the sad part is, I'm kicking myself because I am a metalhead, especially old school. From you know, I'm an '80s kid. And um, listening to your music and just reading your bio, I was like, why haven't I known this woman before? I'm like addicted already uh, to your stuff. So I just, you know, this is awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, I think it's cool. I'm glad that I'm glad that like we're doing this tonight then. So that's like awesome. Um, I don't know. I I think because like I've always been in bands, maybe. Mm-hmm. And like um, some of the bands that I was in was kind of like, like you wouldn't be hearing any of that stuff on like terrestrial radio or <laughs> you wouldn't be seeing any of our videos on like, you know, it was just a different time. Like it was like. I'm not, like, dating myself because it wasn't that long ago, but it was, like, you know, people hadn't really, like, bands hadn't really harnessed the internet yet. And I feel like, you know, if those bands had maybe come out now, probably, I don't know, who knows? Who have, I have no idea. I can't even say. But um, I think, like, you know, as far as, like, the tools to get your music out there, Mm -hmm. uh, there's more means to do that, you know, as an independent artist now than there used to be. Oh, definitely. You know. Oh, yeah. And it's and it's one of those ones I noticed that once one thing catches, that's it. You have like a a dedicated following. Yeah, if you can get them to stay. <laughs> I mean, so many people are interested in the flavor of the month, you know, mm-hmm. but also like tastes change, too. And I find that like, you know, maybe people that were into metal, you know, in the 90s or, you know, whatever, like maybe they're still stuck on that mm-hmm. 90s metal. Um, so like listening to new stuff might not interest them. Um, but I don't know, in, in my opinion, I feel like it's my job to create heavy music that sounds modern, mm-hmm. you know? So I know there's a lot of like throwback bands that are around, you know, that like they literally, they keep their formula to like what was popular or what they grew up liking, mm-hmm. you know, which is like, that's cool, but I don't know. That's not what really interests me like I wouldn't want to like have like a nostalgia band like that was like original mm-hmm. you know like I already have my tribute band for that <laughs> oh the uh the Judas Priestess yeah Judas Priestess yeah which was awesome because I was I was actually talking uh to a friend and and mentioned Judas Priestess and she was like first of all that is an awesome name <laughs> she was and what it what made you get into uh into metal and I know for me it was basically older brothers and just just the time I was growing up all that was like the big thing what uh-huh. what made you get into it um rebellion Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, honestly it was rebellion because i don't have any siblings like nobody really like schooled me on that my Mm -hmm. my dad schooled me on like like the 60s and 70s like psychedelic rock you know um so like that was like the starting point you know like king crimson and traffic and uh, iron butterfly and stuff like that um and from there uh you know i I dated some guy that it was always like, you know, some guy. <laughs> I dated some guy that was like, I'm teaching myself to play like all these Metallica songs on the guitar. And I'm like, what's Metallica? You know, I was like, <laughs> I was like in middle school. I'm like, what is a Metallica? And he's like, oh, he's like, just wait. And he played um, Battery for me. Uh... 
and like that was it that was like that was it that was the nail in my coffin or like the nail that probably burst the coffin (laughs) open um because like i had already been playing classical music Mm -hmm. and metal and classical is very similar i feel you know um so it wasn't really a stretch for me to just like get into something heavier because i just love the intensity of it um so like that's what i was i don't know i just like when i when i felt like i discovered metal on my you know from my own terms it just there was no turning back it was just like like this whole world had opened up and i was like oh my god i understand this Mm -hmm. you know it's like kind of like the relief you get when you're like lost in a foreign country and you meet someone that's pl- that speaks English. <laughs> it was just like, thank goodness, yeah. I'm saved. <laughs> you know, it's just, it. It was just really just like this, like get like freeing moment where I was just like, oh, I'm like, thank goodness this exists because, you know, I thought I was crazy. You know, by being dissatisfied with like almost everything else. You know. Oh yeah. Do you think, just as a woman of color, I, I've noticed, um, you know, people people don't recognize the fact that there is such a large contingent of people of color who like heavy metal. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, like it's 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 almost sinful yeah. <laughs> that people just like continue to associate metal as being like primarily like you know a, a white musical genre. You know, where I just go, like, you know, because metal is such a blend of style, Mm -hmm. you know, that I just go, like, obviously the fan base will be a blend of style, you know, or blend of of people, you know. Um, If you go into South America, you can't tell them that that they don't have a piece in metal as much as anybody else, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. It's like South American countries, those are some of the most diehard metalheads on the planet. Really? You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. and even like you know parts of Africa, they they have done like all these documentaries over the past couple of years and like exposés talking about like the Nigerian metal scene, and these people live and die by it, you know. So it's like it's just this country where people are fighting over like the ownership of it. It seems like it's like it's like, kind of crazy because um, like music doesn't belong to anybody mm-hmm. <laughs> just like let everybody be invited to the party already everyone has their reasons for you know identifying with it so um i don't know i think the whole like race race thing like racial ownership of a musical genre is mm-hmm. so silly oh yeah i agree i mean and it's funny i think it's gotten worse oh like... yeah it's absolutely gotten worse because like I... well it's got it's you know what i wouldn't say that mm-hmm. i would say it's just changed Ah, it's just okay. changed hands because let's not forget that like there was a period of time where it was like the white pop chart and then the black pop chart mm-hmm. you know black r&b now you find like more white r&b singers than ever yeah <laughs> you know but no one says <laughs> <laughs> you can't sing r&b because that's a black genre <laughs> oh i hear you oh yeah i see like someone please say that to adele yeah. or sam smith you know, be like, stop singing that black music. It's like, who's going to say that? You know, and it's just like, I don't know, it's some weird role, you know, reversal. I just, it doesn't make sense. It's just like, I mean, that whole conversation mm-hmm. could go on for so many different levels, for so many different reasons why people think that music's racially identified. But I don't know, my dad's like a really cool white guy who loves 
you know, Wilson Pickett mm -hmm. and James Brown. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it just, it's such a, like, I don't know. I really wish people would like move past this conversation. Oh yeah. No, you know, not our conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying people in general would just move past this conversation because it's holding us back, man. <laughs> it's holding us back years and years <laughs> but the sad part is i think it's it's holding us in the united states back because like most oh that's what i mean oh, i'm yeah. just talking about people oh, okay in yeah. general but yeah i'm sure other countries probably laugh at this shit that you know the shit that we come up with it's like whatever <laughs> but i honestly i don't know i just like to me i i just go like there's more than enough for everyone mm -hmm. there is so more than enough for everyone and everyone's bringing so, a different aspect, which is like yeah. you have that tweak that is awesome with that, especially with the Born Out of Darkness with that that haunting background music. And I mean, yeah, to go with the, it. you mean the vocal, the vocals like all like Carol Ann. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's what I call it, the Carol Ann vocal. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted it to sound like. Mm -hmm. And pretty much all the music that I'm I'm doing now in this chapter of my saga. Um, everything should sound a little haunting mm -hmm. it should sound a little possessed it should sound like a little like it shouldn't just sound like of this world mm -hmm. so like with all the music that i'm cranking out these days there's always some kind of like oh like is that like uh in the present or is it like in the future is it in the past is it like is it dead is it alive <laughs> like it's, i love these dualities and I, I play with that a lot in my music. So it, so basically, um, with the villainous, that is the the two album concept series you're talking about, and the second yeah. the second one's coming out this year. Mm -hmm. um, so you had planned it out specifically to do like as a two album uh, beforehand while you were writing the first mm -hmm. one. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, because I'd always been in bands, I knew that. I had to establish the new sound because usually people are just like used to me screaming my face off. Um, so like, I didn't want to make it so aggressive. Um, I just really wanted to make the message like very direct. That's why like with a lot of the, the songs, like the delivery of the vocal is just like really in your face and direct sounding. It almost sounds like someone's like talking in your ears. Like it should sound, um, like a conversation like it it's it's a new way for me to be writing but um i released the first album bait um that was full of covers mm -hmm. because i was sick of people saying you need to put covers out you need to release more covers where i was just like well and this chapter is not really like about releasing covers but if it makes people understand the direction that i'm going in now mm -hmm. then i will release covers of artists that i love honor and respect mm -hmm. that are influential into like the the stepping stone of this like new sound that i'm doing so it was a way for people to understand that okay i'm moving into a different territory so i just got all the covers out of the way all the, out of the way on the first album so then with the second album it's all original um which is like exciting because it's like this like weird conceptual you know journey of like it's it's kind of it's very existential <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like you know 
I don't feel like there's so many women in music and I feel like what often happens is that you know the the old saying is that like men go on stage and they sing about what they're going to do to you and women go on stage and they sing about what's been done to them yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes that is (laughs) that is perfect so I didn't want to sing about what's been done to me maybe I'm guilty of it to some degree in like some of my older stuff but um I used to pride myself on never singing the word love because I feel like a lot of women always sing about like the love that got away or the love that did them wrong or fucked them over or whatever you know and I didn't want to be one of those women (laughs) I'm still not but I'm not scared to sing the word love anymore yeah it's on it's on (laughs) your terms yeah it's on my terms absolutely and like um I just wanted to tell a story that was different and hadn't been talked about before. So like the journey of like the villainous would be, and I hate to use that word journey because it's overused, but um, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, the whole point of doing the villainous was to offer like a unique female perspective that doesn't get a platform often in the industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just wanted to say something like unique and useful and hopefully people identify with it where sometimes you don't feel like you fit in with like a quote unquote norm. Like people seem real excited about, you know, I keep saying her name, poor girl. I have nothing against her, I promise. But like Adele stuff, yeah. like she has these like torch songs, which like people are very comfortable with hearing a woman sing from this perspective mm-hmm. of like this lover that, got away or this you know it's like those stories don't interest me they really don't i just go like okay what else you got yeah (laughs) like who are you as a person you know Mm -hmm. what's important to you other than the guy everybody just assumes there's a guy you know and like i'm just like okay like maybe there's a guy but who are you (laughs) you know and like I don't want to see like I'm sick of seeing a female perspective perspective where all she does is talk about yay the party yeah we're going to the party we're gonna be at the party we're gonna be the center of attention with, at the party with the quad the squad you know and <laughs> yeah with the squad and it took us forever to get ready but we're at the party and we're gonna make the party I'm like and what else you got who are you you know I really don't care what you're drinking and who made your shoes. Which is refreshing. <laughs> right. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I am a sucker for that stuff. But at the same time, real badass women singers that just kind of like, I, I used to love L7 when they, they when they're out. Ugh. I was, I am wearing an L7 shirt right now. <laughs> I saw. Is the camera on? <laughs> <laughs> I have my smell the magic shirt on right uh, now. They were. I shit you not. I love them. I saw them. They opened up live for Beastie Boys at, uh-huh. um, I was a junior or senior in high school and I uh-huh. saw them and I was just like, oh, you are awesome. I was just Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I would say like, I have a lot of riot girl influence in my music mm-hmm. for sure. Just like the energy and the spirit of it. And, you know, when, when I first heard L7, mm-hmm. that was another moment of relief it's it's for me, it's a different you know, voice yeah and like i actually like i've hung out with 
some of the girls in L7 before. Oh, I'm jealous. And, like, this year, they did that reunion, you know, that reunion show. They did a couple of reunion shows. Mm-hmm. And I got to hang out with them again. Like, like my uh, bass player from um, Judas Priestess is friends with Danita. Mm. And, like, <laughs> I was playing it cool, man. I was playing it beyond cool. And my guitar player totally outed me oh. and she was like she loves you <laughs> <laughs> to Danita and I was like oh did you really have to do that and I just said look you know all right I'm, I'm like you caught me red-handed <laughs> whatever um yeah you were you were a savior <laughs> you were like you know I was so relieved when I saw you because you were the first, like, truly, like, powerful, aggressive, tough, you know, uh, front woman. Oh, yeah. I've ever seen. No holds barred, you know? no excuses. That wasn't, that wasn't <laughs> slutty. hmm Okay? She never relied on her sexuality, even though she's like, you know, honey. <laughs> I'm sure she handles it. But I'm saying, like, you know, she didn't rely on that to get attention. Oh, yeah. And... It was such a relief seeing someone like her. And she said, oh, thank you. She goes, I wish I had someone like that for me. <laughs> she was she was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man, there was no blueprint, man. She made the blueprint, you know? And that's like, you know, I try to make my own blueprint too, you know, as far as like the territory that I try to explore musically and like what I want to talk about and do try to make something that's never existed before. And I know a lot of people say like, Oh, you don't need to, you know, change the universe or you don't need to break the mold with your music. And then I just go, why, why not? Oh yeah. I mean, and you know, but people, people are just used to all that, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. But this is, this is amazing. Yes, this is yeah. this is really cool talking to you. <laughs> oh, cool! Right on. I'm, I'm digging talking to you too because, and also because I feel like people that listen to your podcast, they listen to your podcast because they want a dis- different perspective, you know. And I know your listeners like can handle it, and they can they want it and like maybe champion the idea that there's other female perspectives in the world and there's other black female perspectives in the world. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Whoever's hearing this. (laughs) Yeah. I swear to God, I, I literally can talk to you forever in a day. Um, You should. (laughs) Let's go. Let's just talk forever. (laughs) This is, this has been like absolutely awesome. I've got a bottle of water right here. We can just <laughs> we can just go and talk and talk and just like you know the sun could come up and we'll just keep talking <laughs> and then I'll plug in my phone and we'll just keep talking. <laughs> I mean, which would be cool. I I can yeah. do with that. But uh, <laughs> just um just so I have this, so we share it with everybody. Where can they find your information? Um, you can go to my website. That's usually the best place to go. Mm-hmm. So you don't get lost in the uh, interwebs. Um, MilitiaVox.com. That's M-I-L-I-T-I-A-V-O-X.com. Or Militia is my name. All my socials are Militia is my name. Okay. And uh, yeah, like reach out and touch somebody because I like to hear from people. Perfect. 
awesome. And you, yeah. you and I are definitely going to take this conversation offline because I'm cool. definitely going to be following you. And, and if you ever come through DC, we definitely got to, you know, I'll help promote you oh, with the, with the black cat. If you ever come down, cause that's a really good uh, spot, especially for, um, for heavy metal music and, uh, oh, yeah, I love that. and stuff like that. And that's where you are. You're in DC. Yes. I'm in DC. Yes. No shit. Yes. I, I'm just a Maryland girl originally. Ah, see, DM, <laughs> yeah. I'm a Massachusetts girl originally, but I've lived in DC now for 19, ah. 19 years. No way. I'm the opposite. I'm a Maryland girl. And then I went to college in Boston. Oh, uh, B, <laughs> BU. Uh, conservatory ah okay okay yeah i went to yeah. umass amherst but i i ran the streets in boston oh my god <laughs> parallel lives i know it's kind of scary <laughs> <laughs> well it was great talking to you i'm gonna officially end this podcast and i really okay. really really like talking to you so i'm gonna um yeah i hear that it's been awesome talking to you and we will um we cannot wait to see what you're going to be uh releasing next and you know i encourage everyone listening to definitely go on to uh your website www.militiaismyname.com and thank you so oh. much melissa militia <laughs> <laughs> thank you Kristen. i mean kirsten kirsten I mean, Kristen. or chris either or <laughs> It's been awesome talking to you. I was awesome talking to you, too. Enjoy your night. Oh. Enjoy your weekend. Get into trouble. All that good stuff. Oh, yes. Thank you. You do as well and stay out of the snow. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't help myself. I know. I, I, that's, trust me. I was there last weekend. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, thanks so much. And, like, whenever you want to, like, do it again, let me know because um, – I know we could talk about all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah! Oh, definitely. You, you and I can go into a rabbit hole of yeah. music. Trust me. We should do like um, a Riot Girl episode. Okay, I, I'm down. Yeah, it'll be fun. 